Special thanks to our promotional partners at the American Philatelic Society. The APS is the largest stamp collecting organization in the world, supporting collectors of any level worldwide. For more information about membership and APS services, visit stamps.org. I'm Charles Epting from HR Harmer in New York City. And I'm Michael Cortese of Noble Spirit in Pittsfield, New Hampshire. And this is Conversations with Philatelists. Michael? Yes. You and I have taken a couple week break. We've both been incredibly busy. I feel like yeah. the month of December, we barely even spoke to each other certain days. Um, <laughs> versus our usual, I was going to say, usually we're just constantly texting back and forth. And this yeah. month has been busy. I know you've had mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on. We mm-hmm. had an auction mid-month. Yeah. You came down to the auction. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's, it's been, been quite hectic in, in good ways though. Um, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing bad, fortunately. Um, but, yeah. but we, we, we've, we've missed a couple of weeks. Um, but, but this is the end of our first full year of CWT first calendar year. Yeah, our, exactly. We we've been doing, you know, from January on, um, you yeah. know, we started mid 2020 or early 2020, I guess it was. Mm. And, um, it's been a really fun year and we've done some really cool and crazy things, incredible um, things, the, things that uh, I didn't expect that we would no. ever do. No, yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, but so much of that was we, those doors were opened by this podcast. So mm-hmm. we're recording this on December thirty first. Yep, it is New Year's Eve. We've mm-hmm. got the college football playoffs kicking off in like an hour and a half. Really? Yes. Are you watching? I'm not. No, I'm at work. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> well. I've been working from home, so I'm going to put the games on in the background. But we've got okay. Cincinnati, Alabama coming up. This is not what we uh, created this podcast to talk about. Um, but I just thought we could sort of reflect on the past year on on conversations with philanalysts, but mm-hmm. on the hobby in general, and maybe yeah. on some personal stuff in general, because mm-hmm. um, it's been a big year for for you and I. I think um, outside of philately. Yeah, and I thought maybe we could just touch on again the the hobby and then our personal lives and then the the podcast and where we want things to go. We didn't hit that million subscriber number, mm. but um, but Not you know maybe time. talk about yeah, um, just missed it. Maybe we can talk about what we uh, are looking forward to in in twenty twenty two as well. If that yeah, sounds, we did like a uh, wrap up Christmas episode last year. I think it's only we appropriate. We're, we're much more casual this year. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The well, the year itself became no so. Idea so formal and yet so casual at the same time i feel like we really relaxed into kind of the positions that we that we're in right now i agree with that i agree with that it became a lot more um just uh, common common for us to do this all the time to talk to people it it become easier over time to talk to people i I sometimes listen to the the kind of the first episodes we did and we tried to stick to that format of i do a question you do a question i do a question you do and a now question. It's, it's become like a real conversation yeah. i think the word you're looking for is complacency <laughs> yeah no exactly uh, we've become no no, no I, 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 I want to make very clear that's a joke but yeah but michael when you so so forget the podcast forget okay. noble spirit forget mm-hmm. you're like i've already done that uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what are you doing here um, no, for, for forgetting, uh, you know, our, our, ourselves and our roles. What are your takeaways from philately from 2021? What do you think the big, uh, the big picture is, um, mm-hmm. in, in terms of the hobby? Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like everything happened so quickly at the beginning of the year, but then so far apart as well. And then everything, we just smushed a lot of information and a lot of changes into these last four months so i feel like the 
the kind of word on everybody's mouth the last four months have been this i don't want to use the the c word crypto but um there is a coronavirus no <laughs> the other no no, no, no. but but, but kind of digital digital stamps i mean there more countries are issuing them and you had what happened with the magenta is still go you still people still buying so shares going on. that's an ongoing story right and then you had the usps first issued their their digital crypto stamp it's just the right, uh, they, they do that did they do that on october for the dia de los muertos exactly stamp. i just saw they were doing a christmas stamp as well so yep. obviously the first couple have been successful enough mm-hmm. that they are sold out within it. seconds i feel like we we talked about that before too yes yeah yes uh, um, not the christmas one because that was more recent but i assume right. that sold out as well right right and, but i i feel like we've we've just been kind of there's been this massive change in the last four months where people are now talking about digital philately and, and not just digital philately club meetings online, you know, marketplaces online, but actually collecting stamps digitally. And it's, it's, um, it's been this whirlwind of do people like it? Do people hate it? What do they, is it going to last? And, and, um, and I think sort of spark, Spiraling off of that, the other big story the last couple of months um, that's that's different, but also kind of similar mm-hmm. in that it um, sort of intersects with non-flatly as well, has been this proliferation of fake postage stamps. Yeah. Which I don't want to toot our own horns, but I feel like we were kind of on the cutting edge of. Yeah. And the second <laughs> we tried to go more in depth and research this more, all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's like LA Times, Wall Street Journal, New York mm-hmm. Times, Vice, everyone is covering this story all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's something you and I still want to follow up on, but I feel like that was also a it, sort of like crypto in a way in that it's been bubbling under the surface. There have been mm-hmm. counterfeit stamps, obviously, as long as there have been stamps yeah. and there have been high quality counterfeits coming out of China in particular over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. This is something that Linz, for example, reports on yeah. sort of like crypto stamps. I feel like there have been a lot of people maybe thinking about trying it and then all of a sudden it was like the floodgates broke open. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden it was like on everyone's lips. And I think yeah. that's another um, sort of major thread of 2021 has been the the mainstream proliferation of, of counterfeit stamps. Yeah. Yeah. The USPS um, has its own podcast called Mail In It. Um, and they had, I think, Bill Gicker on to talk about USPS's um, initiative to try and combat these uh, fake stamps, which um, I mean, it was a great, it was a great listen, a great episode. I'm, I, I'm still kind of as confused as to what they're doing about it. Well, and it's before one of I listen th- to the episode, but um, I was, gonna, but it's one of these things where it, you know, it's not like you know, you read stories about counterfeit stamps in like the 20s mm-hmm. or 30s, and it was yeah. like a guy. I, don't know, I feel like he was always in Brooklyn or something, mm-hmm. and he's got the the lithographic plates or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's actually like cranking these things out. Yeah. Whereas with drop shipping and the mm-hmm. ease of setting up a website, especially yeah. an e-commerce website, um, it's like whack-a-mole. You get rid of one of these websites, and there's like ten more. Yeah, and, and they're not being produced in the United States. Right. So there's a lot of limitations. You, the, you know, the feds used to be able to go knock on someone's door and bust them for making counterfeit stamps or mm-hmm. bootleg liquor or something. But when yeah. the production is taking place outside of the country, that certainly complicates it as well. You almost need like the UPU to become like the philatelic Interpol. 
Right, you need a philatelic interval. That's exactly what I was trying to think of how to phrase, and you just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Um. So I, th- those are sort of two. Um. Crypto is not necessarily a negative story, but negative in a lot of people's right. mind. Say. Yeah. And the counterfeit stamps are, um, you know, uh, invariably a negative story. Mm-hmm. What are some good things that came out of this year? Because I have a couple that I want to go over really quickly, but I want to hear your take first. Good things that came out of this year. I mean, some absolute. You shouldn't have to think that hard. No, I mean, I, I was just trying to pick what I'm, I'd say the success of of individual auction houses throughout the entire course of the pandemic i mean just absolute sales have been up yes and there's a couple of big highlights like the you know the um the inverted jenny block of course yeah, yeah. and the magenta and yeah. the mauritius ball cover and then you know, there's yeah. these there's these obvious attention grabbing headlines mm-hmm. um that are sort of the cream of the crop, but I just think sales overall have been really good. You guys have yeah. been getting material faster than you can process it and, yeah. and selling it for, I mean, I look at what you guys get for stuff. I even consign some stuff to you guys myself <laughs> and I just love say, Hey, you got that for that stamp. Whereas a couple of years ago, I feel like, um, you know, the, the market just wouldn't have been as deep or as strong. So yeah. I think yeah. that the overall health of the market is, is certainly looking positive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about uh, uh, you? What were you going to, I, I was going to mention shows. Yeah. Because last year, well, no, it was this year when I did my episode from, from St. Louis. It's been a long year. It has. Was that it, February? It was March, I think. It was March? I saw, I, saw, I saw a meme, and I hate describing the, memes on the podcast. Is it the Bernie one? The Bernie Sanders the, one. Yeah, where yeah. Everyone remembers the picture of Bernie Sanders sitting in the chair. With the mittens and the mask. But, and the, exactly. And somebody and the, said... This year's been so long. This picture was taken 11 months ago. Yeah. And that blew my mind. It that, did. Uh, I thought that, that photo that was picture, three years that, old. That picture went everywhere. That became a, yep. a huge meme at the time. And I would have told you that was like three years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have put that like firmly in 2018. Yeah. And in fact, that was February 2021. Um, so yeah, I can't believe that St. Louis, which felt like a show during COVID. Yeah. That one was very much um, an anomaly. It was great to see everyone for the first time in a year, basically. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I'm very happy I went. But it felt like a COVID stamp show. Yeah. Versus Westpex and uh, stamp show in, um, Chicago. in Chicago. Thank you. Um, felt like felt post-COVID more- shows. Yeah. They felt like po- That felt like, you know what? Yes, we're going to take precautions. Yes, we're going to have certain rules in place to make mm-hmm. sure we're all safe but they felt like shows again yeah st louis kind of i get what you're saying there it kind of paved the way it gave people an idea and then there was just enough time in between it for people to feel comfortable more vaccines had come out and people were able to go to these shows and feel more at ease and and, and look the bourse is going to feel like a bourse whether it's COVID or not i guess Mm -hmm. whether people are wearing masks or sitting six feet apart or whatever but for me it was the um social opportunities that felt so normal Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy that you and I got to hang out so much at these shows with yeah. Kaylee, uh, with Corey working the cameras and with my colleague, Allison. It was fun for our little unit to be able to act. Yeah. You know, like it was a normal stamp show again to go to the banquet and to mm-hmm. um, you know, go grab dinner, go grab drinks afterwards. It was a lot of fun. And I think that was a big takeaway. Obviously, we're in a different situation now in winter than we were over the summer. Right. And we'll see where things continue to go. But, you know, at least... 
Um, it shows that the um, the appetite for shows is there, the mm-hmm. desire for shows is there, mm-hmm. and is you know uh, you know assuming we all abide by whatever restrictions are necessary. Um, you know, it, it's sort of I, I'm not a huge fan of the movie Field of Dreams. Um, have you seen Field of Dreams? Yeah, I know where you're you going like with it? this. It's well, fun. I was gonna I was gonna say if you build it, they will yeah. come. Yeah, and I feel like if you have stamp shows, people will want to go. Yeah. Um. So that was a big takeaway for me is that we got yeah. at least a little taste of um, normalcy to use. And, and, and people are excited about them going forward. You've, you've got the APS show in Sacramento. I've already got my paperwork for super excited for Sacramento. Um, um, very um, underrated city. I feel mm. um, loses a lot of attention to obviously LA and San Francisco, mm-hmm. but Sacramento is very cool. I've spent some great time in like the little old town there, the, mm-hmm. um, the historic district. I think Sacramento is awesome, and I'm looking forward to that show. Um, sort of in a holding pattern, London 2022 has said they're right. going forward, and I certainly hope they're going forward. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Things are changing on a daily basis still yeah, here. Pretty rapidly. Um, yeah, I, I you know it, it seemed inconceivable to me in early 2020 that London 2020 would be canceled or postponed. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But in 2020. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. In early 2020, I was like, no way is the London show going to be called off. Yeah. And then like a week later, there was no way the London show could have gone on. It was yeah. very, it was very rapid how things changed. And I feel kind of the same about 2022 now. I'd be shocked if it's canceled now, but ask me in a week and I may be singing a different tune, but yeah. hopefully 2022, you and I will, will have an opportunity to get back out on the road a bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's no, that's a good positive takeaway. Is the is the shows because that's shows what so were, much of the hobby relies on. Absolutely. So let's jump back to the podcast now. Okay. We did some really cool things. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um. First and foremost was the magenta. I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, getting to handle it, getting to share its airspace i don't even really know how to um how to describe it because you just feel like you're in the presence of of royalty yeah when you're with that thing um and you know this was a day before the sale mm-hmm. we had no idea where it was going to go we had no idea if it was going to be seen publicly again luckily gibbons has been generous with their displaying of the stamp and they're making oh, yeah. the available to the public yeah um but i i think you know there's a there was a bit of nervous energy around it as well could this thing be locked up or stuck under someone's pillow for another 30 or 40 years we didn't know if we'd ever see it again yeah and that sort of um that sort of tension i think really heightened the experience Mm -hmm. um again whereas had we known it was going to go into the hands of a stamp store in london um i don't know it just wouldn't have had the same palpable energy for me if that makes sense no it completely does i'd love to know who the the underbidder was there because it may have had that fate if you know we spoke to victoria and it it sounded like their decision to buy it not it sounded like she told us their decision to buy it was kind of a spur of the moment yes yeah spur of the moment thing so it could have possibly have gone to whoever the underbidder was and we don't know what fate would have happened and we don't know we know who bought the inverted jenny block but we have not seen it publicly since so no. that's another case where you know there's been a lot of speculation about where that might end up but yeah. that's one that is you know for the last six seven eight however many months it's been no um, six yeah six months that's been out of sight yeah so who knows when that'll turn up again but that episode was really special to me yeah um i'm, I'm gonna have a little bit of trouble remembering which episodes were this year 
and which episodes were last year. It all blends um, together sometimes. It do, I was going to say, it, it does. But um, a couple that I want to throw out, um, Carl Rove was a really fun episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he... Um, uh, he's know, somebody who... He's exactly you. You you picture Carl Rove. I picture him on the news on election night growing up. You'd always see him with his whiteboard. You know what states does Bush have to win? What states does Obama <laughs> have to win? And I I have this image of him as that guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, of of just him as the politico. Yeah. And for him to shed all of that so naturally, and become Carl Rove the stamp collector. Yeah. Who, if you didn't know about the other, he's just like you and me. Yeah. And he's got his albums out and he's showing us these these patriotic covers, these these campaign covers and things like that. I thought that was a really, really cool episode. It could have been any other interview. Yes. We did. That's what's great about it is yeah. it, it could have been any other interview, except it's this really yeah. prominent guy. But mm-hmm. but if you didn't know, if you didn't have any of that like baggage, it's <laughs> exactly. It's just a random collector. Yeah. And yeah. that's what was so cool to me. Is, yeah. you, you hear about a lot of people who collect stamps. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of people who may have dabbled in stamps at some point mm-hmm. in their life. Um, you know, we had heard rumors that Andrew Garfield collected. Those were disproven. You hit me this morning with a rumor that Clint Eastwood collects. Yeah, Eric Jackson told me that, yeah. Right. I don't know how serious Clint Eastwood is. Maria Sharapova. I think there's a lot of people who at some point in their life may have collected stamps. Sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. they had a childhood album. Like John Lennon. Yeah. There's the John Lennon stamp album. I don't, John Lennon was not a philatelist. <laughs> he was a childhood stamp collector like many of us. Mm-hmm. But Carl Rove's a philatelist. Yeah, Pat Simmons. And that, Pat Simmons, it was another really fun episode. To go from... Um, to go from, you know, uh, chief of staff for the president <laughs> to guitar player for the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. And then back um, to chief of staff for the president. Back to chief of staff for the other President Bush, which yeah. I wanted to talk about in a second because that was yeah. a, a special episode as well. But um, I feel like, you know, uh, we, we had a couple of really good. I love the the interviews we do with people that we've known for years, people mm-hmm. we see shows people who write yeah. articles or are dealers those are great those are always going to be the bread and butter of cwp that's always mm-hmm. going to be our um yeah sort of our, our our cornerstone yeah but when we can branch out and find people who you wouldn't think of like pat like carl like the sununu family which is what mm-hmm. you just alluded to um those are the ones that are really fun and special to me that show just how deep this hobby is i think that yeah um, I think there's a lot of unspoken collecting going on. So I think this panic over the hobby dying or there being less collectors is because a lot of people don't wear it on their sleeve necessarily. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there is sort of this great silent collecting populace. You sell to these people on eBay. I sell to these people at auction who don't don't go around, you know, proudly announcing that they're a philatelist. Pat Simmons doesn't go talking about it you know, from the stage before they play black water or you know, <laughs> streets or something, yeah, yeah. They, you know, they, but they are collectors in their own rights. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that, that, that's been really fun for me. Do you want to talk about you're you're the New Hampshire, right? Do you want to talk about the Sununu episode really quick? What it meant to, to me growing up hearing, uh, <laughs> hearing all the commercials for Sununu. I mean, he's, he, they're, they're, you know, the, it's a legendary 
every state has family. Every, yeah. every state has one of these families i feel whether yeah. it's like you know the, the cuomo family in new york or you've got the sununus every state has this dynasty mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know the bush family in texas so so yeah for you as as somebody's lived your whole life essentially in new hampshire that must have been it was cool for me as a yeah. as a californian uh and new yorker but for you that must have been really cool it it was because i mean it must have it was probably also the the age that I grew up in, but I'd always, I'd always just heard the name Shaheen and Sununu. Um, and to, to hear that they were collectors because I, I, I hadn't known initially. And then, um, Joe Mullen at the, at the Spelman museum had told me a story about, um, about Sununu being a, the, the elder Sununu being a collector. And, and then I checked our, our, um, our customer history for, for eBay. <laughs> found his email address which is, um, which i, I want to be totally clear is how i found carl rove as yeah. well was yeah. through our customer records no no of course yeah i mean he so if you don't want to this... be on cwp you shouldn't buy from michael or I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no i just had this thought that well you know he's a collector in new hampshire but probably he's bought from new hampshire dealers so i looked i found his email address and i just sent him a sent him an email and he responded within you know a few hours um it was, you know, it was, it was terrific. It was, it was really exciting. And, um, and the fact that we got to do that one in person and visit yeah. his home and, and see the collection in person, that was, that was a really special one. And just like Carl Rove, another case where regardless of what you think of their politics, the hobby mm-hmm. transcends that the hobby yeah. supersedes that. And these are gentlemen who can put that aside mm-hmm. and just talk stamps. They can talk yeah. shop. And I think that's, what's so great, you know, and, 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 you know, we're we, we're in this hyper opinionated world or whatever and stamps are one of the last things where you can just sort of talk stamps mm-hmm. without getting into all the other stuff going on in the world and i yeah. think that's really cool that yeah. we can you know enter their you know so and, and i think it must be great i don't want to put words in sununu's mouth or rope's mouth or something <laughs> but it must be nice for them to sort of shut off for a few minutes as well mm-hmm. i mean i can only imagine how many interview requests Carl Rove gets to talk about right Biden and Trump and this and that. And I don't know. I, I, I like to think that maybe we are, um, uh, you know, a nice reprieve for, for these guys as well to set aside, you know, it's sort of like when we got to talk about baseball cards, that was another fun episode for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a, I got a, a, a Twitter message from Kent the other, the other day, wishing me a happy new year. Yeah. And that was sort of fun that we got to like enter the world of baseball cards. We could mm-hmm. put stamps aside because that's our life. Yeah. So I, again, that, that's one of the great things about this hobby, I think is no matter what, um, you know, background you have, we've all got this same thing in common. And I think yeah. that really supersedes, um, a lot of other things that maybe drag us down on social media, especially mm-hmm. in a time like this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's definitely, there's been a lot of coming together and bonding and, and people connecting in ways that they hadn't before. You know, we've talked to people who, like um, like Peter, like, like Rob, who who started their blogs, and Rob admittedly started, it started his before the pandemic, um, but have provided such insight information to people and connected with people in a way that would not have been possible if not for us disconnecting physically. And I think the, it does go both ways. Yeah. The, 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 the fact that we had to disconnect 
in person to connect online and then get to go back to connect physically is only making it stronger because we've we've had to remove ourselves from physical shows from going to stores everything like that and then we located more people that have more interests similar interests to us and now when we go back it's almost like we've got more people to talk to than we had before we're coming back into the hobby stronger than we were coming out of it and and i i just want to assume that people don't listen to every episode when you say right. peter you mean stamped in on twitter yes. Pete stamped in on twitter yes exactly. uh, i'm sorry I'm, I'm twitter yeah not twitter um <laughs> and, when, and when you say when you say Rob, that's Rob Fox, Rob Fox. of Postal History yeah. Sunday on his yeah. blog. So those are both Thank great you. episodes. And no, I I, 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 I don't want to assume yeah. um, that people remember the episodes as well as we do. Can mm-hmm. I before we um, um, sort of uh, wrap up here? Can I mention one other episode? Please mention as many as you want. Right, I'm going to mention one other. It was maybe our most polarizing <laughs> episode. Uh, okay. Do you know where I'm going with this? I don't yet. What was the? Hmm polarizing episode was when we had ryan on from mnr productions oh really that was legos i i don't know i got i had a couple of people tell me that it wasn't their favorite episode because there was so little stamp talk but that was one of my favorite episodes Mm -hmm. like i was saying earlier to sort of put stamps aside for a second and just enter the world of another collectible also there was a wall street journal article i want to say yesterday okay um, do, oh, do you, do you see this? I didn't. Okay, I might put a link in the description, or I might have Claire put a link I'm in out, the I'm out of Wall Street Journal articles. I don't... Oh, I no, I, you months. got like, like three, exactly. <laughs> this is my third, and I was so excited. What they did is they highlighted four Lego collectors. Ryan was not one of them, but um, a couple of the others I follow on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how certain Lego sets are appreciating at a faster rate than gold. Hmm. So there's a Lego set that came out in 2010 mm-hmm. that you could have bought for $250 off the shelf. Okay. Currently, Mint in its box mm-hmm. sells for $1,250. Hmm. So it has increased fivefold in price yeah. in 11 years. Interesting. Which is better than just about any other investment you could have made. Now, what Ryan mentioned is we're going to keep the box of this thing. Yeah. It's not like a stock that you don't need physical space for. But um, there was this great Wall Street Journal article about the profits that can be made in Lego collecting and how this hmm. community is growing. And it just made me think, wow, I'm really glad we had Ryan on to talk about Lego collecting. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I just feel like we're beating Wall Street Journal to the punch is what I'm saying. I feel like we are on the cutting edge of journalism. <laughs> yeah. First, first Legos and then the fake stamps. and then... Exactly. We're just, I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like not, you and I are, are on our way to a pillager. <laughs> Um, no, you, you should read the like, you know, what? I will. tomorrow's January. You'll have three new articles. I will. I'll send you the link. You can tell that neither of us, <laughs> we really want to um, uh, not support the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, it's not just them. I don't, I don't subscribe to any papers, but, yeah. um, but this is a great article about Lego collecting and about how it's a collectible that appeals to young people. All the people they mm-hmm. interviewed in their twenties. I, I think my favorite part of the Ryan episode didn't make it into the actual episode. So we we started the episode and we were talking for a bit and then we kind of got sidetracked and he was like, wait, is all this in the episode? And then we redid the beginning after that. But one of the one of the things you, you said, the reason that we had him on was because people um, 
didn't think young people collected items. And we covered that again in the beginning, but his reaction the first time was different. And that's what I loved so much. I tried to like work with Claire to get that, his initial reaction to that statement in because it was, he was in the middle of a sip of water and he almost spit the water out while trying to say that's not even remotely factual that young people collect things to a similar degree than older people. They're just collecting different things and it just his reaction that, the that first time he brought it up was ownership yeah I, I agree with you completely and that concept of tangible ownership will never dissipate or disappear yeah. as much as people love buying their board ape nfts <laughs> um you know what i'm referring to yeah the yeah monkeys the, the, that people are buying. the gorillas um, yeah the gorillas exactly but but people are still going to want their their physical stuff whether it's legos yeah. or pokemon cards or stamps yeah um and and yeah that was just one last episode i wanted to to touch on um because it, it's just it wasn't a conversation with a philatelist and yet it was one of my favorite conversations we had yeah well no it, it'll be interesting because you saw the usps issue these these nft crypto yeah i think nft is originally is it is officially the correct terminology i shouldn't be saying crypto all the time or I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Um, the NFT stamps. And are they fungible or not? Man? The, um, they, they sold out within seconds. And I saw a lot of discussions online from people who bought them who aren't stamp collectors. They're just buying them because they're NFTs. And I remember and, and our... This, what, what, I don't mean to interrupt, but this yeah. company that the USPS partnered with, I forget the Vivi. name of it. Vivi. Or has collectors of just their they could release yeah. any nft so yeah. there's vivi collectors who <laughs> yeah we sound like such ignorant folk. no i mean this is what we're trying <laughs> we're trying exactly and we're we're like the young ones we're supposed yeah. to understand and people have come to me and be like charles can you explain nfts to me you're in your 20s and i'm like no <laughs> Let me see I need if I can to be find like a Times I need article. To be 14 to understand this. <laughs> I, I get someone get even younger. Right. I've stopped <laughs> learning. I've stopped, I feel like I finally hit that point where like well, I don't know. But like when I was when I was coming up with computers, like I, I don't know. I feel like I was progressing alongside them. And now they've just gone miles yeah. beyond yeah. where I'm at. I see the virtual reality headsets at Best Buy and I just feel like I'm a a Luddite or something. So but there are so anyways, before I, I want you to finish what you're saying, but there's collectors of this company who are not buying them because they are stamps. They're buying them because they are released by Vivi, mm -hmm. which yeah. I think is interesting. Yeah. So there were people in the comment section arguing about, you know, what the, the importance of NFTs in general. And I think it'll be interesting as time goes on. They've just issued these Christmas NFTs alongside Christmas stamps will any of these people buying and collecting the nfts then switch over into collecting the physical stamps which is kind of the conversation that we had with andre from um stamp stack where he said they were creating this in hopes that people would buy it would drag some people into physical stamp collecting also um so it, that again yet to be seen um and the, but, the other big question mark that I've been fascinated by just if, if I own a $5 Colombian, yeah, I can go on eBay. I can work through someone like yourself or myself and go to a dealer mm -hmm. and sell that stamp for money. Yeah. But my understanding of these NFT stamps is that you cannot, you can sell them for money, mm -hmm. but you cannot actually convert that to cash. 
I think you can. So it's what's, oh, what's strange okay. is the certain platforms, certain you... platforms haven't adapted the ability for you to convert that into cash yet. So all you can do with the money you get, you can put money in and then you can buy something and then you can sell it, but you can't take money out. All you can right. do with that money is buy you more things. Buy. Right. And then sell those things for more money. You're essentially trading up until you have this massive this like amount monopoly. of money that, that you can't do anything with. Yeah. You buy a monopoly board with real money and you get fake money. It's the exact right. same thing. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. They're we know working exactly in where you stand on NFTs now. <laughs> They're working in the ability to be able to convert that money into actual right. money. It it means something to people and that's all that this is. It's all that anything is. It's just it's very caring. That's <laughs> about things. This is the deepest CWP has ever gotten. Um, personally, yeah. I just want, I, this year, I, I, one of the, my main takeaways is that we both bought houses. Was that this year? That you bought this a house year. this year? Right. What month was that in? I bought it in um, April. It's been a long year. It's been a long year. You, I, I want to highlight. I've mentioned this on the show before. I want to highlight it again. You and Kaylee drove your trailer down to help me move. Not to help me move. To move with me. <laughs> it wasn't help. It was so above and beyond help. Um, what you guys did, and um, and and then you a couple of months later bought a home of your own, and mm -hmm. I somewhat contributed, but I was there in spirit. I didn't have a so, trailer to bring. I'm just right gonna, yeah. I'm going to interject. You did wake up at three o'clock in the morning, drive four hours to get to our house for seven, help us move and then drive four hours back at six o'clock at night to get home think, for 10. So, right. but to be fair, waking up at three is only an hour and a half before my normal wake up time. <laughs> I will never um, understand, but okay. No, but, but th that, that was, um, again, personally, uh, I want to thank you again for that and, and just highlight how, um, uh, you know, we, we, we were, we were friends before the podcast, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I feel like this podcast has just strengthened uh, those and, and, you know, led oh, yeah. to so many fun, real world, fun, real world experiences, like seeing the magenta and also yeah. like brutal real world experiences, like loading up my 1936 desk. The desk was so heavy. The desk was the de great. in the elevator. That was so, <laughs> I thought the elevator was going to drop. Um, so that was that was personally, and then um, uh, lastly, what do yeah. you want out of twenty twenty two professionally, podcast wise, personally? What are you looking forward to? It's going to be a hard. It's going to be hard to top this past year. Yes. With the magenta, the yeah. the inverted Jenny block. I feel like one of Carl us needs Rove, to be, new okay, news. Right. We need to be appointed so. postmaster general or something. Yeah, with both both of us buying both. houses, you got engaged. I did um, that too. Yes, it's been a big, it's been a big momentous year. Yeah, so it's going to be hard to top this. I don't even want to try and guess what's coming next year, but hopefully more of the same. Maybe you'll get, uh, maybe you and Olivia will renew your engagement, uh, so you can get engaged oh, again. Or we could just get married. I don't know. That's yeah, another that, that, that logical step. Buy maybe a we second buy second homes. Yeah, right, like vacation homes. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. I think I got to um, put wallpaper on other, the first one first. Right. What other chiefs of staff, presidential chiefs of staff are still living that we can get on the show? I don't know. Are you going to Google that? Real quick. Yeah. Just their name and then stamp collection. 
collector question. Well, we, I, I don't even know if they need to be a stamp collector. Uh, White House Chiefs of Staff. List of Chiefs of Staff. Um, I, there's, there's a whole bunch of them. There's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> at least um, one. You know what? Um, statistically, at least one of them, the remaining ones, has to be a stamp collector. That's true. That's true. That's true. We'll get one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Janet Yellen is allegedly a, a collector. I feel like she might be a bit busy these days. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I've, I've heard there's some stuff going on yeah. in the world that may require her attention. Yeah. Um, but that's eventually. stopped us before. That's true. We should. <laughs> um, she's someone who would be fun to have on too for yeah. a whole other perspective. If yeah. she is, again, there's all these rumors. If we could have Janet Yellen and Frank uh, <laughs> Eastwood on, be fantastic. Um, yeah. We're really, we're really uh, shooting for the moon here. Yeah, but who knows? No, I mean, it's been. Uh, I think at least, honestly speaking, at least just the success of shows and the yeah. success, people coming back and feeling comfortable back in the hobby that they know and love so much, doing the things that they know and love with these added other right, infinite number of things that they already had to pick up through pan- the pandemic. There's, there's been a lot of talk. Oh, it's giving people time to revisit old collections. It's giving mm-hmm. people time to write and put together exhibits. And that's all great. We mm-hmm. agree wholeheartedly that that's awesome. But I think you're right. We, we do also need to work on continuing to get back to not just what's new, but also what people have loved for, yeah. for so long about this hobby, uh, yeah. making sure people are comfortable, making sure people are able to meet up face to face again. I, I do hope that things continue trending in that direction uh, in the new year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, so is what? What would you say? Is that your pick also? But I, I think I think shows is a big one. Um, again, yeah, you know, and and so many of the things when we did our wrap up episode last year, we couldn't have known that the magenta was going to sell. We mm-hmm. couldn't have known these certain things were going to happen. Um, so I'm I'm just kind of ready. I've enjoyed doing this podcast so much, and I've enjoyed this hobby so much for the yeah. six and a half years. No. Five and a half years. Okay. That I've been involved professionally going on six years. Um, I've enjoyed that so much that I'm really kind of content just sitting back and waiting to see what's in store. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like these opportunities just kind of present themselves. Even the magenta, we didn't know we were going to be doing that until Mm -hmm. two days before or something. Yeah. I remember you had contacted them and they said, yeah, we'll get back in touch with you. And then we heard nothing for three months. And, and then, then they, the sale was coming up and you were very stressed. I was, panicking. I was yes, panicking. You were panicking. You were panicking. And I, I had this uh, zen attitude towards it. I said, Michael, don't worry. And you were worried. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I was like, maybe you should call them again. Maybe they forgot about you. And it all came together last minute. And yeah. and that's really kind of the, the approach I'm taking for 2022. Not mm-hmm. professionally work. I'm going to keep grinding and fighting for every consignment and every sale yeah, yeah. um but in terms of you know my my own personal enjoyment to the hobby i think it's great to just sit back and see what's in store mm-hmm. there's yeah. bound to be some surprises yeah no definitely um got surprised plenty this year um let's see what happens next year absolutely so michael happy new year yeah you as well hope you have fun celebrating tonight thanks um i'm gonna be going to be working on 
this consignment of uh, private coils. That looks nice. That's a fun New Year's plan, right? Is that a Shermac coil, that first one? I couldn't really. Uh, it is a Farwell coil. Okay. So these have the different numbers. So that's a, yeah. a four or five. So there's four holes, uh, okay. five at the bottom. And then there's also. It was far away. So I thought that was all. I thought those were big holes. They do look like the. the yeah. I was in an antique store the other day. I saw a Shermac machine. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And I was so tempted to get it. You didn't? Not yet. Okay. Yet being the operative word there. We'll yeah. see. Mm -hmm. um, but then these are, so so this is a, a, a five and a four. Yeah. Do you see the whole, or four and a yeah. five? And then this is, um, you can see three and a four. Yeah. Nice. So these all accompanied by PF certificates, great collection of, of privately coil, you know, privately perfed coils that I'll be working That's on awesome. tonight. But um, that was a, a, a unnecessary tangent. Michael, I was going to wish you a happy <laughs> new year. Yeah. Yeah, happy uh, new year to you too. You, you and you and Kelly have a have a good time and we'll we'll talk in 2022. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon and thank you everybody so much for listening. Thank you for listening for this entire year. Um Yeah, that too. We we really appreciate it and we'll uh, we'll be back at you in the new year. Absolutely. See you then. Bye. Right. See you Michael. Bye.